Hey guys, it's Michelle Collins. Welcome to the Michelle Collins Show. It's my show and I'm thrilled you're here. We're going to be bringing you episodes every single week with different co-hosts, the same usual nonsense, off-the-cuff humor, news, advice, pop culture. I know it's a novel concept for a podcast, but what can I say? I'm an innovator. That's what I do. You'll be getting episodes every week, but if you want to hear daily episodes, you can head over to my Patreon. That's www.patreon.com slash mishcall, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. I have co-hosts every single day. It's funny. It's loose. It's authentic. I do weekly episodes with my mother. If you're curious as to how someone is made this way, I highly recommend tuning into those and some video content as well, which is exciting. I'm off to contour, but I want you to enjoy this episode. It's fabulous. We adore you and we look forward to seeing you over on the Patreon. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, everyone. It's Michelle Collins. We could call this a midnight snack. We could call it a Michelle Collins show. Is there a difference? There's only one thing that differentiates them in my heart, and that's Dan Acton, who is here. Hi, Dan. Hey, Michelle. Great to uh, talk to you. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say great to see you, but like the cameras are off. So we're... uh... I know. That's the difference between the show and it's just the cameras are off. I don't really want you seeing me this way. I'll be honest. I was rained on today, so I don't look great. Oh, no. Uh, It's fine. Um, But yeah. Hi, Danny. You just... It was very big first date energy on that intro. Wow. Okay. (laughs) Hello, Michelle. It's wonderful to talk to you. Well, it's great, Dan, to talk to you too. (laughs) How are you? What's new? What's going on? I'm good. I got complimented on my beard today, so I'm feeling uh, confident. I've been letting it grow out. And, wow. Uh, yeah. Are you just saying this because the cameras aren't on and now you're like making me yeah, feel bad? Yeah, it looks really good. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, just imagine the best I'm beard. picturing you like the Rebbe of um, Volkowicz, which is where my grandparents are from in Poland. <laughs> now, you always look good. Whenever the cameras turn on, my eyes wow. sing, my heart warms. I'm just nice. not there. I also injured myself. Um, what? What happened? Really badly. Well, so I came back from 
London yesterday. This is a part of the show I call relatable content. And I traveled via Eurostar from London to Amsterdam, which is actually, it is much more convenient, but then also there are things about it that are very annoying. It's four hours. The train was also delayed, Yep, but that's fine. What? I've done it. It actually, it's, it's delayed when you like leave London. It's annoying because you, you forget that you have to like go through all this security. And I was in security for like an hour last time I did that. It wasn't even the in London security. It was, we were delayed before the channel. There was channel traffic, no. channel tunnel. Channel. Is there a balloon? <laughs> yeah, there was a big Chinese balloon in the channel. We couldn't get through it. I know. And then also one of those big freight boats got lodged there too. Remember that? Oh. <laughs> so much shit lodged in the damn channel. Fatberg was there. All the wipes got lodged in it. We couldn't move through the channel. But anyway, but no, so I had with me, I kept a lot of my bags in Amsterdam, but I had like my one, you know, the thing with traveling in winter that sucks is that everything weighs more. It's much easier to pack for summer trips because mm. it's like t-shirts, you know, right. dresses right. here. It's all my sweaters. I have coats, you know, it's all kinds of shit. My, my woolen underwear, <laughs> my cashmere underlie, uh, you know, underwire bras, <laughs> your union suit, my suit, all the things that I travel with. Do you know that I bought the most beautiful blazer in New York? I got this navy blue, actually not dissimilar to the shirt I sent to you, a thick whaled navy blue fitted, perfectly fitted to me blazer, like as though Tom Ford himself designed it. I bought it at Saks. Oh, that's nice. It's killer stunning. And I cannot find a way to wear it. Let's talk about that. But I'm schlepping it with me to all. I figured, oh, in London, I'll find a place. Couldn't wear can it. I ask, I don't know. Can I ask you about a navy blazer? Actually, I have a question. Please. Just, okay. So um, I am... You know, I, I want to do like classic style or whatever. How do you feel about a man wearing a navy blazer with the gold buttons? Love. You do? How okay. do I feel right. about it? All right. I don't know if you know me well. <laughs> I once had a Columbia professor. He was uh, someone will know this person. I hope someone listening to this. He was an art history professor. He looked a bit like Mo Rocca. I wish I remembered his name. All right. He, a good looking guy, short. Um, he had a speech impediment and he taught about Greek vases. That was the thing, but with a thick Italian accent, I'm waiting. I don't know. You're laughing. I can't tell. Anyway, yeah, no, I mean, like, it's a great picture. It's a great, it's, but he dressed, I remember probably to this day, he was the most impeccably dressed man I've ever mm. met in my life. I don't know what his story was, his situation, but every day he would have on corduroy suits with like mm. a black turtleneck i love there's a look it's very idris elba there's just a look yeah. of a very confident man honestly it to me it's the epitome of big dick energy yeah to have a black any kind of turtleneck even with the navy to do like an off-white or white turtleneck on a man oh, with yeah, that navy blue blazer i mean basically essentially you're like running an old age home i love yeah, that right. look <laughs> And when Ben and I, I was shopping with a friend of mine and I always pick up, like, I love men in texture. So I love a man in velvet. I love a man in the thick suede. To quote George Costanza, you ever rub it against the grain? Love suede. And I, as you well know, love corduroy. Love any sort of textural. The only texture I don't like on a man, and it's interesting because much to my chagrin, it tends to be the go-to fabric of every straight American male is like nylon you know like what they make those football oh. jerseys out of that kind of there's well, like yeah. a very particular jockish kind of guy well yeah like under armor with a collar yeah you got yeah. it yeah, yeah you got it why is that the preferred fabric of men who like women 
What is that? It's so ugly. Think, and well, it it's, the man's, it's the man's version. <laughs> yeah. If, if they literally like, if it's old and they've worn it to the gym, like, yeah, it's, it's repulsive. It's the basketball like, short smell. It doesn't breathe and it smells horrible. Go on. But it's the, it's the guy's version of, I mean, there's lingerie for guys, but I feel like it's the, the straight guy's version of lingerie. Like it's, mm. uh, it's soft. It's uh, well, it's not soft, but it's like, no, plain. it's slinky. It's silky slinky. and slinky. It's slinky. Yeah. Yes. But I'll say this. I find that most of the men who like that fabric have, you know, maybe this is all connecting. You actually are bringing up a great point. They got a really a hefty set of moves on them. Yep. Men who love that. It's really to show off the moves. Yeah. Yes. Very interesting. We're really That's getting right. somewhere. I don't know That's what right. it is. I'm having a beautiful mind moment where my entire wall is equations. And I'm trying to think of why men with titties like to wear arguably one of the clingiest materials. If you're a man with titties and no judgment, some of my own family members have big old titties. We don't say anything. Wear a cotton poplin. Don't you think something that's skin rather than cups? Oh, I was thinking like a muscular chest. You were, you were talking about like, Man like pendulous yeah yeah okay. pendulous robert ebert titties rob robert ebert yeah um th- <laughs> <laughs> listen this is like my fourth show today i'm not in the mood and i will not be corrected by you or your moves or any or your gold button fucking blazer or any other fucking thing robert ebert i really have to go to bed that is just okay roger ebert i'm sorry you know what it was Roger Ebert would have been so obsessed with my pendulous titties. You know that. Oh, like yeah, whenever he sure. described oh, yeah, woman, yeah. describing me yes. in the nude. And I'm just, yeah. I think that I was so uh, taken by the idea of having him watch me, you know, wash a car topless oh. that I got his first name. Oh, on. yeah. Sorry. And, and like uh, describe it in the, his uh, beautiful. In his reviews. Words. He's my favorite celebrity. So don't say anything bad about it. I didn't. Robert Ebert. I'm I'm his favorite celebrity. Why would I say anything bad about him? Yeah, that is true, actually. <laughs> yeah, probably. Nude. I can't imagine. Uh, I honestly, like in IMDb's top 100,000, you know, power people, you know how they like rank people? I right. can't even imagine him in like the top half a million at this point. But I would think that I'm his perfect woman. I really do mean that. I I, I agree. Like yeah. you're, you have the a Russ Meyer kind of thing going. I've got the height. I got yeah. the body. Yeah. yeah. And the certainly power. the brains. Absolutely. Oh, he would have been taken with me. Yep. Bring him back, God. Bring him, bring Robert Ebert back. <laughs> she looked up, waved her fists. Anyway, we've really <laughs> gone off. We've really yeah, gone off the deep end. I wanted to go back to my injury. Anyway, I yeah. had this blazer, blah, blah, blah. The point is, is that I had a suitcase with me, which even though I was only gone for like six days, had about 70 pounds worth of stuff because also... I have nowhere to keep my things. So I had to break. It's just, it's, I'm living right, in right. a logistical nightmare. Let's just leave it at that. Long story long. When I was, uh, I took the train back into Amsterdam central. And then I took the train to where I'm staying, which is actually quite convenient. It made a lot more sense. I thought it was going to be easier for me to train it to my hotel than to get an Uber. Cause sometimes mm. the Ubers are like a bit difficult. Yeah. So I walked to like the platform that my train was going to go to. And I thought, God, and no one, you know, helped, which is fine, whatever. I don't, I didn't think I needed help. And um, anyway, I get on the train. It was like one little step. I lift all my stuff. I mean, I actually was thinking about it. I'm looking at my arm in the mirror. I am really cut. I have crazy upper body strength. I genuinely really wonder what my life would have been like if I had parents who gave even 5% of a shit about sports. Think about it. I really think that they're... 
I don't know if you're breathing or laughing. I just feel like it's it's surprising. I think it's to not me. too late though. I, I I think like you were talking about like getting a Tennis. hobby or something. I know. Yeah. yeah, I know. It's really what I want to do. Um. Oh Lord. Well. Anyway, what can I tell you? So I. Uh, very very long story short, I get to the train track and I laid on it and then it hit me. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> I hear suitcase. I hurt myself, and I hurt myself. (laughs) You're not supposed to do that. You're not supposed to like wave it down. No one told me that. I thought it was going to be like in Ghostbusters. Buy buy a ticket. (laughs) (laughs) No, so I got off the train, and then I went to the lift, otherwise known as the elevator. And I was like thinking like, and it just was totally broken. And I had to schlep my stuff up a huge flight of steps. No one. Offered to help, which honestly I would have refused anyway. One nice guy did, but he, it was already I was at the top, and he had this huge like sausage sandwich that he was eating. And honestly, I was waiting. That's my move. <laughs> <laughs> Just notice at the last half step, while dripping sausage drippings just everywhere, his arms, his face. And I said, and I had to then stop while like mid lift to be obviously very polite. <laughs> Well, he was being nice. And I said, right. no, I was like huffing and puffing. And I went, no, 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 thank you. You're, I said, you're a gentleman. You're lovely, but I got it. Because like at that point, I couldn't have even let go of it. Plus with his slippery fingers. Can you even imagine like gunk, 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 like just like down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but while I was hoisting, you know, I had to like keep a foot on the bottom step. It was almost like doing a choreographed dance to like not clip my feet while I was lifting. Right. And I got my ankle like wedged between the step and the bag, if that makes sense. Cause I was oh, like no. sidestepping and yeah. I was in such an adrenaline rush, lifting the car, grabbing the baby, like didn't feel it. And then when I got home, you yeah. know, when you're just like, I got to yeah. do this. So I did it. And yeah. then I got home and I have like a welt is the only way I can describe it. Welt chamber oh, no. like, right on my ankle, but it hurts. Oof. It's like someone took a lighter to my ankle. It hurts so much. Anyway, oh, that's my injury. It's fine, babe. It's okay. I'll make it work. I'll make it through. Um, but yeah, so I had a great time in London, though. London is always fun. And you know what I noticed how I know that I'm um, maturing is that mm. I like barely took any pictures, if that makes sense. I don't know. I was very much like I'm having okay. fun. You're, too, you're enjoying yourself too much to uh, in the moment to, to um, document it. Yeah, I like that. That's the best time. Don't you think? I'm just yeah. I'm kind of over it. I'm over documenting. I heard about these new these new children. <laughs> Yeah. They say about these new kids. No, there's called a movement. <laughs> They're called babies, and it's wild. Very small. They they <laughs> come out of a person. Listen, I don't know if you've mm, heard about this. It's like chatbot, but weird. they're biological. <laughs> did you read that chatbot article? We talked about it on the show um, with Thomas. But did you read that article about oh, chatbot? about the like like adding on Bing or something? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I I think there's a new one today, but I I read it yesterday. Oh, it's so, pretty. It's there's, pretty good. There's trouble. Yeah. There's a group of people who are people, meaning teenagers. They're called luddite teens. This oh yeah, from, I like them. I like them too. I don't like the word luddite because it makes me immediately think of the Amish. Well, I thought luddite was an insult. Like when I was growing up, it was like, yes. oh luddite, you can't even deal. You don't know how to work a remote control. But now, like. As of like 10 years ago, I don't know how to work a remote control. So, like, Oh, I grab a remote control and I just start chewing on it. I'm like, I have no idea what this does. I'm, 
And those little ones, <laughs> <looks good. laughs> they look really tasty. And then those little, little ones that, I mean, it's almost like a Will Ferrell sketch with the teensy remotes that are just getting, it's like the couch cracks are getting bigger and the remotes are getting smaller somehow. So it's that's, just. That's uh, right. Last night I was watching something. It literally took me like, there's two buttons on it and it took me 30 seconds to figure out what the mute button was. Mm-hmm. It was I don't know. I'm terrible. Anyway, was it a Roku a remote? Wait, was it a Roku? No, no. Roku has the best remote ever. It feels so good. I used it to have nice. one. It fits it's the soft. hand. It's yeah. so good. it's like extends the the uh, the like biological uh, game controller. Like it just really fits well. Uh, the Apple one um, is anti-humanity and it gets lost everywhere. The and... Apple one is first of all made out of jail soap. So the moment you hold it, it's out of your hand. Like there's, it doesn't want you to hold it. It's almost like playing hard to get. It's like, don't touch me. You know, being very shy. It peeks around a corner, like, stop looking at me. It peeks back. I go, I just want to change the channel. <laughs> but these Luddite teens, they, this is by Alex Vatical. Totally Vatical, dude. It says that they the, uh, are sabbatical. <laughs> I'll let him have it because I could tell he's tickled by it. So that these teenagers, uh, shockingly from Brooklyn, they have a meeting called the Luddite Club. I just feel like these kids would be annoying anyway, in a different way. A high school group that promotes a lifestyle of self-liberation from social media and technology. I love that. I like that. Yes. They have flip phones. So here's the thing. I think as a parent, I would just be nervous because how do you really, how do you know where your kid is? I'd want to know. So they do have flip phones. They uh, march up and they chat. One of the kids' names, I mean, this is a name that Odile Zexter Kaiser. It sounds like a pharmaceutical company. I don't trust it. I don't, Odile. <laughs> Trudge through the leaves. Doc Martens. It says, it's a little frowned on if someone doesn't show up. I would show up late and be like, I've been texting you guys where you are. Yeah, right. <laughs> and none of you wrote me. I asked you to share your location. Where? What hill? I'm down there for an hour. <laughs> I'd be thrown out of the group. Um, so yeah, it says some drew in sketchbooks, others painted. Let me look at these kids. Yeah, they look very lighty. Uh, yeah, okay. That's great. Listen, well, I, I mean, what's the alternative? So if you're not allowed to, you you go to like school clubs or whatever and you still have your phone. Is that how bad it is? Like people are just on their phone if it's like a paint I guess club so. Or whatever? I mean, listen, I think we see the effects uh, from the very limited amount of teens that I've met and have been around. <laughs> hey, that's a laugh line. Um, I see the effects of phones, though. You see it. And, and I think adults have that, too. I really try. Uh-oh. I think yeah. I've actually been better about not being as phony, if that makes sense, like on my phone. I Let me look at my screen time. No, because I really feel like I have lowered my overall screen time in the past couple weeks alone. I don't know why my that screen, is. My mm. screen time used to be a lot worse when I worked in social media. That was... Well, really I would bad. imagine. Well, that was also work um, then. But yeah. yeah. Anyway, long story but, short, uh, I, I support it. I wish that they would get better branding because I'm looking at the sign for the Luddite Club and it's like a ransom note. And then there's... It's a little bit steampunk for me personally. And I... Because of that, I don't know if I join it. It's giving yeah. like '90s girl zine energy a little bit. Well, but uh, that's that's what we used to do, though. Like, uh, you know, scraps of paper and like make your own zine. Did you ever make your own zine in high school? I think I subscribed to a zine. I don't subscribe know if I made it. Like in the 
like a high school. Wait, wait, what did you subscribe to? I think that I had like a zine come in the mail. It's called Teen Vogue. <laughs> Sassy. What about this article? Editor's picks. I love, ooh, what is this? <gasps> I love you, but I don't want to sleep with you. It's how people, did you see this? The real estate people oh, who are looking for separate yeah. rooms, but that's like old as, tale as old as time. And honestly, looking at this couple they feature, I don't want to see them sleep together. This guy <laughs> has, imagine your husband is in the New York Times and it's an article about how you don't want to sleep with him. And then it's... in the picture, he has a full camel toe, which is what I'm looking at. <laughs> like, look at this guy's crotch. It's Moose Knuckle City. It's Chris Christieville. I can't even believe this. <laughs> I will say this. I I was reading the comments and somebody was like, oh, I, I, you know, it's saying like they they love sleeping together. And like, sometimes they even have the same dreams and that like, it was all this like bullshit. Yeah. That's such garbage. And uh, where did these people find each other? I mean, look at this couple. Do they even know that they're together? I'm looking at them and I don't understand how these people met and how they fell in love. That's you see the one with the pugs. That's a confusing one for me. Um, Listen, my parents sleep in separate bedrooms. Oh, yeah. And a hundred percent. And I'll tell you that for me, I sleep better alone. And I think that's just by way of having done that for the majority of my life. Yeah. I mean, you You know, it's, I, I tend to, I also am a very, I always, um, I'm very braggadocious about this because if there's one thing I know, I am such an amazing person to sleep next to. Like I don't snore. Mm. I don't thrash. Mm -hmm. I don't, wave my arms. I don't scream in my sleep. Have you ever been with someone who's <laughs> I don't I have okay. zero Vietnam memories in my sleep. I'm not for all like of those. constant farting. You'd be the <laughs> my favorite Katie Lang song, constant <laughs> farting. <laughs> One of my favorite ROM songs. What do you snore? You must have something. Like has Somebody... anyone ever told you that you snored? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I have been told once. I don't oh, think really? it's, I, I don't think it's a constant thing. This was like 10 years ago. I, mm-hmm. I don't think it's a constant, but well, I don't know. Who knows? Maybe I do. I haven't recorded myself. I, I was told that once years ago. Well, I want to know. They have apps. I did this years ago where I did record myself and there were, it, and I you know there's an app <laughs> called like snore test or something. <laughs> snore lab. It's called snore lab. That's what it is. And I think I paid them even. I probably am still paying them <laughs> to record me. <laughs> Meanwhile, you know that that footage is being used in some Japanese pornography or something. Oh, yeah. It's like an like, ASMR. Yeah. <laughs> like just full piggy snorting. I couldn't believe it. I, it's, I It's just a montage of photos of you. <laughs> Snore in the background. No, I was somewhere in my email. I emailed myself this audio because I think I was getting over a cold. And obviously they, you know, there are all these different things you can put in to the app that would affect your snoring, such as drinking, cold, exhaustion, you know, what have you. For me, you know what? If I sleep on my back, I snore. I have to be on my side. But then I think I'm pretty silent. I don't know. I hope I am. But I'll tell you that there, I've heard snores that I don't understand how they don't die in their sleep. And I'm not joking. I've heard people essentially die in their sleep. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's scary when it's like too much. And because you're like, should I do something like i don't know i don't know i've there are a lot of things that i've seen with let's call them partners that i've just never fessed up about because oh. it's just not my problem all of them deserved it i'll just leave it at that there was just a one hit wonder 
<laughs> no, but do you know what I mean? Uh, just some things I don't really feel like being the one to break the news and I won't. And we just, we just leave it at that. I mean, I know a couple that uh, that has a very uh, like healthy sex life, robust, and sleeps uh, separately. And yeah. I think that's great, actually. I think that's honestly, really I don't think I don't even know why we're writing articles about it. To me, um, that should be the norm. It should be. I'm not joking. It should be the norm. I I even think when you're first starting to see someone and like you know you're spending nights and things, I don't think it should be considered bad. It's funny. It's like there's benefit to staying and obviously benefit to leaving. When, if I'm first starting to date someone and I'm spending the night, I get no sleep. Like I know that about myself. I just don't mm. maybe an hour, you know, and I'll, I think it is that anxiety of snoring or just, you know, new person. It's there's a yeah, lot to kind mean. of consider. Yeah. Right. And so maybe excitement, what have you. And so it's very, very hard for me. It takes, I have to get to know someone and then like, eventually, obviously then it's nice and whatever else, but it takes me a couple times before I'm like comfortable enough to really pass out. Yeah. But I've had it before where like one or the other is like, Oh, you know what? I, I really, I'm having a hard time sleeping. Uh, I'm going to go home. See ya. And it's like three in the morning. Or I know. But then, you know, I fine. It's different. I think for women, like, I feel like, I don't know. It is different. Women are fucked up. Listen, I feel like if a guy got up in the middle of the night at 3am and said to me, listen, I'm not sleeping. I'm going to go. I would have to like, I would be on that betterhelp.com. This is not an integrated marketing moment. This is me speaking honestly (laughs) within seconds. I'd be like, what the actual fuck? My feelings would be so hurt. Really? Yes. If it's three in the morning, a man woke me and said, listen, I got to go. Yes. I'm in heaven. You're very different from me, Dan. This we've established. I'm like, that is great. Like, yeah, but uh, don't you want to fool around in the morning? That's like the best. Yeah, yeah, sometimes. I don't know. I like I don't know. Lately, it depends. I don't know. In the morning, it's not that great. My my phone doesn't recognize me in the morning. No one does. Who who no one does anymore, Dan. Something I've been (laughs) meaning to bring up with you. None of us recognize you anymore. Who's he become? We ask privately when you're not in the room. We were going back to the corduroy look because I just w- did want to say that I think my issue with my Navy, I know that we're bouncing all over. That's the show. Before I get any messages, that's the show. You don't like it? Don't listen to it. I- wow. I'm, I've had it. All right. Um, corduroy jacket. I didn't know how to wear it. I had like a white, like, you know, pitylicious tank top that Robert Ebert himself would have just come back <laughs> from the dead with. And... <laughs> and uh, I don't know it just didn't like I couldn't pull it off I don't know how to explain it and it fits me literally perfectly to the point where I'm worried that if I gain any weight it will not it will no longer fit so I have I hope that doesn't happen but I have like a limited window you know it's not like I have room to spare in it it's like this is the week you gotta wear it before some shit goes down yeah I know what that means yeah you know what I mean so gotta figure that out Uh, you sent me another article Danny boy anything else the dating interest the conversation's interesting you sent me a good dating article Oh, yeah. Yeah, we could get into that. Um, Questions about money. You know, I thought that our... um, I didn't realize when we recorded our last podcast, we were talking about that New York Magazine etiquette issue. It ended up being like the most viral thing anyone spoke about Mm. that week. When we recorded it, it was like right when it first came out. And then by the time we released the episode, it was sort of old hat, which was annoying. But um, I was annoyed because New York Magazine then, did you get this too? They have now like a new etiquette email. No. Yes. No. Really? And I'm annoyed Oof. because I feel like that's our thing. Like, I want to do that. 
Corey Sisha, who used to work at Gawker 100 years ago, and he's like really one of the first people to invent the internet. I guess I'm happy it's him doing it because he's just been around for so long that like, uh, at least I know this person. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I was like a bit like, oh, I guess, okay, like we're bringing etiquette back. But it's this rage etiquette that isn't even real. Well, that's, that's the thing, like the thing about that article, somebody pointed out and like a lot of people were talking about, but, but there was no editorial voice. So all the, every piece of advice seemed to be coming from completely bonkers, nowhere, like yeah, random situations that nobody knows what, like if you see a bowl of cigarettes, don't take yeah. one. Or, it was like, okay, like what? <laughs> it just, well, that was like a reference to the Olsen twins from 25 years ago. I mean, uh... You know, when they had like, I think at um, her wedding, she had bowls of ciggies that everyone always is like, oh, it's so chic. But Uh, you know what the problem is, is that and this actually does make me feel good. And this should make you feel good. When we were in our 20s, this was pre iPhone, like we had phones, but not like we do now and pre social media in that way. mm -hmm. Shit actually was fun and cool. Like Beatrice in. No, hear me out. And I think you know what I mean. Things were just fun because they were fun. You could go out for a night. So when you heard about the Olsen twins with their Siggy Bowls or people doing cocaine at some place or whatever, it was chic or like La Esquina when it first opened and it was like hard to get, you know, it was like the secret place to go. All of these things. I'm yeah. sure they were douchey as ever. And probably right. to the irony is that then to people then who are in their 40s who probably went to CBGBs when there were like dead people right. on the floor, yeah. they're going, oh, suck my fucking dick. This sucks. Yeah, exactly. Like you right, guys right, right. are phony pieces of shit. I get it. I get but, that every generation looks back. What were you but it say? makes it more fun because like those Luddite teens, uh, it's not because they're reading some blog article that gets like a million hits. It's like, oh, they've heard about something and they want to check it out. And so like there, there's more of a fun discovery. Like organicness about it, yeah. I guess. Well, I just feel like with this, what the cigarette bowl comment in particular tells me is that these non-Luddite teens which and 20s which is probably let's say 99.9% of people like what is even considered like cool and and I'm talking in a downtown New York way not just you know in a national way but in that downtown New York underground I mean I'm sure there are just drug parties happening left and right still and things maybe the problem is I'm just so not even clued into it anymore that I'm like I don't even think there are parties anymore well you know what the nearest that I got to it was a few weeks ago when I stepped on that rug guy because there was so many like uh young people there that were super friendly and chatty I was like oh this really brings me back and we're all stepping on the guy wrapped up in a rug but like every once in a while you uh run into those great spots yeah, maybe every town should have a rug guy. That's a good idea. Think about it. What would it be called? We uh, got to come up with it. Uh, magic carpet ride. Oh, yeah. I can show you <laughs> the world wrapped up suffocating. <laughs> I can't breathe out. You're hurting. Why did you wear those big heels? A whole new world. Oh my God. Last note was flat. Last note was flat. But until that one, I had it. A new fantastic point of view. It's just dark. (laughs) The whole thing, the video for it is just in the dark. There's like a little, you know, like a little hole of light. (laughs) It's like, I just want to write a a carpet parody song now. Carpet man parody. I don't even want to do the show anymore. I just want to roll new world. That's what it is. A rolled up world. <laughs> oh boy. From way down here, it's sort of blurry. 
<laughs> I can't really hear a thing you said. <laughs> now I'm in a rolled up rock of believable smells. Indescribable faces. I mean, I could go on and on. How much more should I do? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. The Wayne Brady of our time. I've always said that about myself. No one else has picked up on it. I have said it. No one else has picked up on it. Anyway, uh, New York Times... We're always covering the times. That's what we do now. The old, you know, old York times. I really have to go. <laughs> Having a meltdown. So they have an article by Paulette Perhack. Oh, it's called <laughs> questions about money to ask while dating. What should you ask a love interest and when? Now, this is really interesting. Lindsay Brian Podvin, a financial therapist, Lord, how do people even discover they want to do that? Share this timeline with me. Now, before I get into this, it's really funny because I think money really is an important conversation, of course. And actually, I was um, chatting with a friend of mine about someone and he he said to me, oh, is he an earner? Which I've never (laughs) heard that phrase before. And I went, what? And he was like, is he an earner? And I I thought... I, I don't ever, th- I mean, just so people know, I've never used that term. Yeah. I've never thought about Ooh. it. And it's a really gross An term earner. to know my friend is going to hear this. And hi, and thank you for saying it though, because now it's like tied into this conversation. I should add that this person has a lifestyle that you and I do not have, you know, like he lives a better life than us. And I'll just say it because it's true. Beautiful apartment, beautiful life. And I, I would love to live a life like that. And maybe my issue is that I never used the word earner. earner. Ugh, that's a that's a such a gross way to um so Success. so rich people are because they deserve it they earned it is that it like, i know you're so saying gross Ugh, no i, I know it. i know i hope when he's listening um you know i love you so much <laughs> he's only gonna be right okay so wait i'm gonna get another uh text from him going i, I didn't love the way you got but it was like not the first thing he said oh, he oh, earned this, it. this 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 well he earned it and that's our show <laughs> hey guys have a great week no here we go <laughs> classic classic thing here we go questions about money so it says on the first date this is a great article dan thank you for sending it i'm already excited ask about their dream level goals i also i have to stop i actually i'm gonna faint can i just say something before we get into it one of my biggest turnoffs and too much to my mother's chagrin and chiffrown is that <laughs> thank you <laughs> oh chagrin and chiffrown <laughs> Is that money has literally never meant anything to me. My own money, mm. like in the sense that when I am an earner for me, then I like to spend that money because I earn that money and that's how I live. Right. Um, if I'm on a date with someone and they bring up how much money they make in that first date, I am physically ill. I hate yeah. that. Like to me, it's just, how about you be like a good guy and just be nice to me. And that's all I really care about. But when, cause it's so, it's such an insecure thing to do. Yeah. And also, it's like, who do you think I am? Do you think I give a fuck about your money? I make money. I don't need your money. Like, yeah. I'm good. Yeah. I mean, I could use some. Listen, let's not I mean, get ahead of ourselves. You know. <laughs> Hold on a minute. <laughs> let's right. not go crazy. I'm on Patreon. <laughs> but you know what I mean? But yeah. um, I can't even... I never... Like, when you go on a first date, are you thinking about money? I, I literally... I have dated such so many guys who have nothing. And I yeah. should probably be more 
frankly aware of that because the truth is like you also don't want to be taken advantage of you know it's just true right 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 but um they actually bring up their salary that's happened to you yeah wow not salary but just dropping money not salary work just same but just same same but job and stuff like i know i know who gives a fuck i know here we go on the first date (laughs) who gives a shit now here we go (laughs) ask about their dream level goals to get a sense of whether you align financially here's the truth i'm gonna say this though it's crazy the truth is though, and this is something that needs to, <laughs> if you really are looking for like a long-term partner, yeah. I actually do think money matters. I'm sorry. So it's, it's tough when you don't want to believe in that, but well, I will okay, tell but, you it matters. But what is the, so what is the judgment here that you both make matching amounts or that you both yeah. have the, like, if they say like, I want to buy a private Island or whatever, like, Oh, I'd like to live on a private Island, I guess. This is, like, yeah. Jack Spratt like, and Mrs. Spratt. That's so funny that you want to buy one and I want to live on one. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, it says like, get them talking about their next vacation or what they would do if they want a hundred thousand dollars. Now there is some, it's sneaky, but it's kind of funny. There is something to that because real talk, if you're dating someone who doesn't make any money, why I say that, and I'm not saying that, and believe me, it's could not be less judgmental, but the truth is if you do want to travel or you'd like to go to a nice restaurant or you like to go to, you know, a play or something, you do want to be with someone who can afford to do that. I mean, that's just real. Sorry. It's yeah. just real. I, th- I find that in New York, um, if people, it can be the opposite too. So some people brag about how much money they make and some people are obsessed with, they should be making more money in their brain and they're obsessed with, um, how little they're getting along and frustrated and stuff like that. So I've, I've actually had it both ways with people bringing up money during a first date uh, because there's no second date, but um, I've had it both ways, actually. Hmm. Like complaining about other people, the way other people spend money or whatever. I'm not one of those people that does this, that, and the other. It's like, okay. You know, I got you. It's a fun way to live. Okay. Third date. Set expectations for how you will spend money together. That's are we on planet eating shit and lose Are we on planet shit eaters? <laughs> Is this date taking place on planet? You are so crazy. We're literally eating a big pile of shit. I got to know. Are you for real on the third date? Third date. That's... Well, okay. Okay. Oh, all right. Here's, here's how you could do it. The third date. Hey, did you want to see this show? Yeah. What point, what kind of, where should we sit? And then, you know, you get like the ticket price range and you get kind of an idea if you're both gelling, right? Cause it's something mm-hmm. that presumably you'd have to do together. Is it really important for this person to get front row or whatever, or are you there for the, I don't know. I, I can sort of see that. Well, it says helpful questions include how should we divvy up our date night expenses going forward? There's nothing Ooh, more romantic. Wow. I just, hilarious. I'm turned on. Divvy. I'm turned on. Yeah. Hey, um, would you guys like the wine list? Um, can you give us one second? Thank you. So, much. <laughs> so uh, all right. It's like a tough one, but like, how should we divvy up our date night expenses? Can you even, I bring um, an abacus. Yeah. Let's get one that uh, ends in an even number for for one. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Funny. How do you feel about mixing up our dates with some nights out and some in to spend less? Why don't you just do that? Are people fucking stupid? If somebody said that to me, we'd pat them. I would pat them on the head. Yeah. I don't know what I would do. 
Like, just do it. Oh, that's just terrible. do it. Just yeah. be like, hey, let's why don't we like rent, get some food or like cook and watch a movie next week? Yeah. I mean, I feel am I on planet shit eating again? I hate when I'm on that planet. Damn it. All right. Let's keep moving. Let's go come over and we'll watch free YouTube videos. Yeah. What are you doing tomorrow night? Oh, it's so funny because um, I know a supermarket that gives out free canned food. seems <laughs> like on Thursdays. So I was thinking, just let me finish. Wait, stop. Come back. <laughs> I was thinking we could get some cans. And then maybe, and then I have, this is crazy. And you're, you're not going to believe me when I tell you, I actually do have a puppet theater in the house and I'm very, very good at it. Listen, wait, listen, some different kinds of bean varieties. You come over. I have, I can do all of, um, Farrah Jacques perhaps is maybe your speed. All right. After a month of dating, by the way, to me, that's like three dates. I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah, right. What? Uh-huh. How many how many dates are we going on? Ask about what they want their life to look like in five, 10 or 15 years. <sighs> then ask, by the way, I'm not kidding you. I don't even have a penis. It's shriveled down to a nub. Do you know what oh, I mean? This is yeah. like the sexy. Ugh. I mean, where do you see yourself in five years? OK, how about 10? Yeah, how about? 15. I like, can't see myself face down on a ditch because this bitch is absolutely fucking crazy. Five minutes, I see myself out the door. In 10 minutes, yeah. I see Five myself years? on the subway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you want to know where I see myself in five years? <laughs> I'm going to tell you where I see myself in 10 minutes. Puppet theater at the old in the bean district, which is <laughs> my apartment alone goodbye <laughs> i like painting myself i like the idea of painting myself as a real bean addict who yeah, likes yeah, the tree yeah, yeah. <laughs> really good <laughs> it's just Those really sliding good. doors it could have happened yeah. constant sliding doors that's what i call my ass cheeks all the beans <laughs> i don't know what i'm saying and i'm sorry then ask how they plan to finance that lifestyle Again, hot. <laughs> well, that sounds good. How do you plan to finance that? Now this, I, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's awesome. 10 years. Oh, you want to have a book released? Uh-huh. And walk me through the financing of that. Right. Like where can you imagine if anybody asked me these questions? Ugh. I mean, I, I would bodies exhibit myself into space i would just my skin would still be in the seat but my flesh would be chinese ballooning i i don't even know what i'd be doing <laughs> okay then it says before getting into an exclusive relationship okay. go deeper why well, I, I would certainly hope so ask how important it is deeper. for your partner deeper <laughs> ask how important it is for your partner to pay off debt uh, disclose your own now listen this is an, an interesting well, situation disclose your own financial situation from inheritance that's a great idea is this <laughs> get murdered is this the list are they this is like adam's family when uh yeah. for sure cat was up yeah. uh, i've never made these noises before from inheritance to credit card mess that could affect your relationship i would <sighs> by the way lie through my fucking oh yeah teeth. Absolutely. i would say Here's the thing. I would be like, listen, I think we should talk about finances. I, oh, I mean, there's, this actually isn't a joke. Remember when I went to my parents' safe deposit box and yeah. they opened it after, and then the car got broken into, but they opened it. And I thought there would be like, I don't know, a jewel on earring. 
They literally opened this box. We went into a room with no windows. We closed the door, this hot room. We opened the box, copies of my student loan paperwork, which by the way, <laughs> haven't paid off. I was like, this has to be a joke. And then a copy of the, um, the paperwork from the house that my parents sold 20 years ago. I'm going, I think you can shred this. I don't think you need this. That was what we spent two hours at Chase Bank for me to see the loans and oh then God. this. And then my grandparents' death certificate. I was like, that's great. I can dine off that for five years. Thank you. Great. Yeah, keep that safe. <laughs> I'm like, seriously, though, why is why is why am I here? <laughs> Lord. But anyway, the inheritance thing is funny because actually my mom and I on this week's special mom episode in the mm. hello everybody tier. We actually, you know what? I kind of want to pull this up to ask you because it's very much in line with this question. Now, Dan, I'm curious. Yeah. Has any man that you've ever gone out with disclosed his inheritance or trust funds to you? Ooh, inheritance or trust funds. I don't think I've possibly inheritance, possibly inheritance. I'm I'm not thinking of anything specific, but like I can see someone um, saying like, oh, I got a house upstate or something because of an inheritance, like somebody that's like in their thirties or something where it's like. I, I think actually, if you say it's because of an inheritance, it's signaling to the other person that you don't actually have this huge salary or whatever. It's actually yeah. kind of self-deprecating. Like, oh, come to my my place. Like, oh, I, I inherited it or whatever. Like, it's, it's well, actually. I know what you're saying. Like, yeah. I'm a loser. I I no, dine off no, my family's like, money. No, but it's not like, oh, I'm an earner. You know, it's like. Oh, you, now the word earner. I'm like, God, he's such an earner. Like, I don't know. I'm going to try to reframe <laughs> it in my mind somehow. Um. I want to read this before we continue with, I know that the New York times has completely lost their fucking mind. I just know that this is true based on so much of the stuff they're printing lately. It does seem like the train is so far off the tracks. I don't really understand what's happening there. I mean, this particular thing is so, I think it is, I think it's bad advice, but maybe I'm also like someone who thinks with her heart and not her brain. Mm. And the truth is if you are going to, be in a relationship and then eventually marry someone. These are important things to know, but I also feel like I would never bring up finances until you're in a committed relationship with someone. Yeah, I think so too. I don't know, but maybe that's my, maybe that's my ignorance. I don't know. It just seems so uncomfortable. Also, Um, it'd have to be pretty major to have like a big impact on your relationship. Like, that's what, unless maybe this is for wealthy people. Cause we've not, we're just so broke. I'm like, Oh, is this, I don't know. I mean, it would I'm, be bad if you if you were dating somebody and you had all this like you went out to great restaurants and you know great vacations or whatever, and then you found out that it was completely all on a credit card. It's just like waiting to be paid off. One hundred percent. But I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think that someone who would be doing that would be upfront about it anyway. Yeah. Truth be told. So mm. you know, I don't know what to tell you. This question before we go on with those financial, because uh, I'm certainly not done. I think there's two more, but I do want to read social cues because. My mom and I do go into this. And if you um, if you don't pay for that tier, then this is new to you. And if you do pay for it, I really think it's a great question. And I know it's going to absolutely set you off because my mom and I did at least 20 minutes on it. So I got to read it. After my wife, it's such a great one. You ready? Yeah. After my wife's mother died, we learned she had divided the value of her home and accounts equally among her three children. She made a few specific bequests of larger items. But for most of her stuff, she directed the kids to take turns choosing things for themselves. Okay. okay. You're already laughing. All right. Unbeknownst to any of them, including my mother-in-law, apparently, she owned an extremely valuable piece of art. 
probably okay. worth more than all these specific bequests combined. Yeah. My wife didn't tell her siblings. She waited for her turn to choose an item, chose the picture, and brought it home. I think this was terrible behavior, but my wife disagrees. What? She doesn't, she no, doesn't believe... Smart. So smart. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. She doesn't believe she had any duty to educate her siblings about the value of anything. 100%. What do you think? Yeah. Hundred percent. Because Thank it you. could have, because it could have been the opposite. She could have had like a I don't know something else that was like super valuable, a big uh, ruby or like a piano or something that you know. Like I don't think the other siblings were. Um, First of all, this is knowledge anything. that the husband has. If he didn't yeah. even know that she knew that. It's just another piece of junk from the house. The fact yeah. that this woman's education or background or what have you gave her an edge over her siblings. Yeah. Fuck them, kids, is what I say. Well, well, also, weren't they all there when the mother bought it? Like, I, well, guess. I don't know. See, this is the thing that my mom got into, which is they never talk about how expensive it, they say it's worth more. But is it worth half a million dollars or is it worth ten thousand dollars? You know, because that well, true, is yeah. a big difference. If it's ten grand, they can all go to hell. If it's like over a million dollars, maybe that's a different story because there's enough to go around. Do you know what I mean? But it doesn't seem like it's worth that much. But can I just read you the answer? Because you and I yeah. are on the same page. I hope my brother never hears me talking about this because he's going to be like, you're a fucking bitch. I'm going to go. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> I'm like, listen, I majored in art history for a reason. I can assure you my parents own nothing worth anything that I know. Anyway, the answer says, listen to this fucking social cues, fucking Philip Galanis. He goes, I agree with you. Technically, your wife didn't do anything wrong. She played her hand in compliance. That's the thing. She didn't break right. any of the rules that her mother laid out. Yeah. But it seems clear to me she violated the spirit of the enterprise. Well, the spirit of the enterprise what? can go to hell. The mother is the one that like just decreed all of this stuff. She decreed it. And she, I wanted to start singing Creed. Now, you don't mention the value of the art as a portion of the total estate, but it's possibly worth more than all of the shit combined. It would have been fairer for your wife to ask for the art in lieu of other money. I mean, is he the dumbest Come motherfucker on. alive? What are you talking or about? Or to add it to the pool of assets that will be sold and whose proceeds will be divided equally among the siblings. Let me tell you something. It's a doggy fucking what? dog world. Okay. Not when corporations are like reaping the profits. Let this woman keep her freaking thing. I'm sorry. By the way, is that even legal? Can you say like, oh, well, I like that will, but actually I'm going to change my mom's will. Like what? That's the thing. That's yeah. the thing. And yeah. uh, he says, it's not too late to fix the problem. Rectifying the error would also be respectful to your late mother's wishes. If I were the late mother, I would be like, I'm so happy. My favorite child yeah, was exactly. get once the again, smart smarter. One. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Once so again, it's not like cut the painting and three and like, <laughs> that's hilarious. Actually. Yeah. 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 Um, okay. Wait, let's go back. I of course closed the tab. I needed hold please. But the financial things we're back. Hold on. We're almost done. Don't hang up. Then it says, uh, okay, before moving in together, uh, it says, it's time to find out about your partner's salary. That's when you ask. I feel like all of those questions leading up to this have already been dancing around that. Do you need the exact number? I can't even ever imagine asking. That. I mean, I guess you would need to know debt level well, and credit score. Credit score is an important one. That, yes. <sighs> I don't know. Well, okay. It depends on if you're buying together or like if you're renting. renting together, it's like, okay, what price range are we thinking? And if like you have a very different income amount, then, then I think it becomes more important to talk about, but I feel like that would have come up just in the course of things. Right. Like, 
I mean, I don't know. It's this whole thing is it's hurting me. It hurts me. It says, how can we share expenses in a way that feels fair? How many couples have broken up? Wait, it feels fair to me, to me. I'm holding the expensive painting. I'm like this, this is worthless. (laughs) You don't want to know about this. Trust me on that. Um, I would say how many couples get into some shit. The truth is this, is that it finances are a very important part of a relationship. I mean, a hundred percent. Yeah. It, it just is. I have had friends, and this was many years ago, who have broken up over what they felt was unfair sharing of home expenses, selfishness, because the truth is it does sort of reflect other issues. If you're not making enough money to share in the expenses or, and that's, I'm talking by way of laziness, not by way of just the world we live in, you know? Yeah. I don't that know causes issues. I don't know. When you meet somewhere in the middle, like either somebody is like, listen, I, I'm making, I know that I make more than you. I'll, I'll, I'll cover it. Let's, you know, God bless or whatever. Or yeah. you kind of find somewhere in the middle. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know either. I don't. Somehow we I, make it work. The thing about you and me is this. It's like we understood we have understood each other from the moment we moved in together and we have i helped you remember when you wanted that beautiful rug remember that yeah, that's right i love that rug there was Thanks. an expensive I, rug yeah and i, I forced... ate it by the way i need to get it repaired but yeah oh is that right oh no yeah you know that i was going to bid on something from the andre leon tally auction hmm. and it's closing in 39 minutes and i know that i'm i'm out of it I'm out of the running and it bums me out if I'm just going to be honest with you, but it is what it is. It is what it is. And we didn't discuss that in our financial chat, Dan, and I'm sorry about that. That's why I'm bringing it up now. I yeah, those are the kinds of like date ideas. Like, actually, this is a good way to find out. Take, take somebody on a date to an auction. That's genius. Keep going. Walk <laughs> me through it. <laughs> Walk just see how it. far they go. Like put up there, you know, like, oh, should we bid on it? And like at different price points. And then you find out just, you know, you, you see the panic. And oh, the I eyes. love it. Yeah, I love it. Do you remember one of my favorite Perfect Strangers episodes? <laughs> Go on. Where Balky and Cousin Larry went to an auction. And do you remember this? And uh, can you imagine if you remember this? I'd actually <laughs> be right. <laughs> Balky and Cousin Larry Appleton went to an auction and comes up for bid this like super expensive bottle of wine. Yeah. And Larry is teaching the um, oft misunderstood Balky and, you know, often confused because he's, you know, from a different land of um, me, not Mykonos, it was like Mipos, I think was where he was yeah. from. And Larry is teaching Balky how to bid. And he goes, you know, it's not raising your hand in the air. It's subtle. It's like subtle movements, like, you know, rubbing your nostrils or, you know, pulling your earlobe or rubbing your chin. And while, and Balky's going, you'll mean like this. And he's doing it. And they're, <laughs> outbidding each other for this <laughs> without realizing it it's very funny i can't tell if you're laughing or not no it sounds it, good it's really funny and so they end up spending like forty five hundred dollars on this bottle of wine and then the rest of the episode is um them trying not to crack it open like you know because it's a very physical show so yeah. it's them catching it on couch cushions and it's flying up in the air constantly like it's just how can they you know five million different ways to possibly break it and then they put it up for auction at the end and they're like praying to God, you know, that it gets the amount of money that it needs. Yeah. And in the back of the room, there's a huge urn with these like, you know, seven foot long feathers in it. And Balky takes one and he just starts tickling everyone in the crowd. 
so stupid. So they're just like, you know, rubbing like this feather out of their way. And it ends up, it was, I'm sorry. I think that's genius. I do. Auction <laughs> is a really, really good one. Auction is a very chic date as well. Yeah. But that is just true money. If, you, if someone's like down for going to an auction, I don't know. I, I don't even know what to say about it. It just, it sounds like such a fun thing. I've never been to a live auction actually. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I have not either actually. <laughs> so Let's I just am so surprised. <laughs> You're like, really? Me neither. <laughs> I'm do that this weekend. Yeah. I would love to do it. Oh, I don't know. It just seems like a lot of fun. I watch, um, there's one thing that the English love more than anything else on earth, which is auctions. Oh, and yeah. they have so many different shows mm-hmm, about, um, they have so many different shows about uh, auctions. And like, there's one, my favorite one is called Bargain Hunt, mm. which, um, is where people go to a normal flea market or they go into like antique shops or whatever, and they have to each buy three items for a very low price. And then the whole concept of the show is then they put those uh, items up for auction at the end and whoever makes more money wins the money. So they go to all this trouble, but then they win like $11. I mean, they never get that much, (laughs) but it's a really, I would love to be on that show. It's one of my dreams. It's like flea market flip a little bit, but they don't do anything different to the items. They just leave them as is. They just find it. Yeah. It's really exciting. Mm, that sounds like fun. It's a great one. Well, you're in Europe. You should do that while you're in, in Europe because like you can get some really crazy I know. antiques. Yeah. Well, I'm hoping that I can do it um, when I have an apartment. Do you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Like it has to be when I have a place to put shit. But then that's a very dangerous ground for me is becoming the kind of girl who goes to auctions. It's just that is where <laughs> I start to wear, you know, like the Cosby sweaters. I'm just like, I'm, right. I'm hitting up an auction tomorrow. You guys are in, you're out. It's up to you. Yeah, I'm exactly. going. <laughs> you're buying the, 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 whatever the painting was that they bought on <laughs> the Cosby show. Oh my God. Deep cut reference. I yeah. blocked all Cosby show references out. I had to, yeah. I was oh. told to. So I did. Right. Rightfully so. Um, you think we've been going an hour? What do we think? When oh, did we yeah. start? I don't know. I don't know, Dan. I would say this. This was fun. This was really fun. This what are you doing fun. this weekend? Anything fun? Um, yeah, I'm seeing a film um, tomorrow. Titanic? Uh, no. Um, my uh, friend runs a film series and it's called Sometimes Aunt Martha Does Dreadful Things. It's a queer um, horror comedy, maybe from the 70s. I'm seeing that. Um, it just feels like, I'm just going to interrupt you and say, yeah. it, for me, it feels like everything you just said mm-hmm. was fake. Like just the whole thing that you just said felt like oh, yeah? magnetic poetry of New York events. Um, <laughs> Does that make I'm sense? I'm going there with all my Luddite buddies. Oh, the Luddite, the, the, the Buddites, the Buddites. Yeah, yeah the Buddites. <laughs> <laughs> Buddite Bundies. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, and then, uh, yeah. And then uh, Sunday um, at the Eagle during the day, there's basically a combination going away party that I heard about third hand, but I guess I was invited to on Facebook, but I don't know Facebook. It's going to that. Mm-hmm. And also some sort of wrestling event, which I'll stick around for. Why not? And then right. um, a wow, friend is, is really... having a cocktail party. Uh, oh, that night, so I'm going... that'll be fun. Yeah. So it's a real trifecta. I'm excited because, well, first of all, uh, my dear friend, my comedy sis, Kat Cohen is coming to Amsterdam. Oh, fun. And yes. And I'm, she booked it a while, a while ago. Actually, it's funny because I thought she was coming with her boyfriend and then my, another friend of mine was like, oh, I have a free room in Spain. If you want to come, I said, sure. And initially I was going to fly from London 
straight to Spain. It just like made more sense. Yeah. And I texted Kat to be like, listen, how thinking she was going to have a romantic weekend with her boyfriend. I go, how be honest, like how pissed would you be? She goes, I'm literally coming there to see you. I said, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> I went, oh, he's not coming. It's just her. Yeah. She's actually now coming with a friend. But I was like, oh, I see. Okay. I'll cancel my plan. So I, I'm here back here to hang out with her tomorrow. Uh, cool. And then I'm going to a part of Spain. I've never been, you know, there's a lot of Spain. I've really never been to. I've only ever been to Barcelona and Madrid hmm. and Madrid. I was in for maybe a day. Like I haven't spent that much time there and I love what I've seen. So I'm flying into Malaga, which is the home of Antonio Banderas, who when I interviewed him years ago, he invited me to his house there. He was like, you should come. Wow. If anyone has a way to get in touch, I would love nothing more. Just know that. And I'm oh. going to be there for a couple of days. Then I'm going to be uh, in a different area of Costa del Sol. And then uh, I'm just traveling a little bit in Spain. So you know what you I'm, should check out? What's that? Is that uh, Spain now has a, a, a digital nomad visa to attract, quote, high value professionals. They're That's looking us. For, they're looking That's for earners. Yeah. Uh, we're earners, honey. Honey, I'm, um, what's an earner pun? Shit. Uh, I'm looking at my keyboard. I'm Laura Earner. I'm, that was a Laura Dern. It wasn't good. I can do better oh. than that. Damn it. Um, fuck. Ted Earner. <laughs> 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 it's hard. There aren't that many good ones. Earner. Earner goes reading. to camp. I don't oh, know. Yeah, okay. All right. Uh, all right. I'll definitely look into that. Thank you for the tip. Digital yeah. Nomad. That's me. All right. Anyway, so I'm going to Spain. It's funny because I said I would take next week off as vacation, but now I'm thinking I may want, I'm figuring it out. I may just have like sporadic episodes next week and then a couple after, but like take some days off in between where I'm figuring it out. I literally hate taking vacation. I can't explain it to you. Like I'm afraid to take days off. I'll just leave it at that. I'm sick. I'm fucked up and I'm sick and that's it. But you can never doubt that I like to work because I absolutely <laughs> love it. So I'm going to go. We're going to wrap. Uh, Dan, I hope you have a fabulous weekend, folks. Thank you. This has been a sort of bootleg episode of Midnight Snack, but I hope you liked it. And we will see you guys very soon. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. 
For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. And that's the episode. We hope you loved it. Again, if you want to hear the show every single day, go to www.patreon.com slash mishcall, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. You can also follow me on Instagram, X, TikTok, all the things, mishcall, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. I am running myself into the ground for content and I want you to be a part of it. So we'll see you over there. And thanks again for joining us. Bye guys.